Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. How could the Pagulas, the family that owns the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres, have fixed the Bills and get them to host a playoff game in the NFL after 20-plus years of futility? But they watch the Sabres? How about that? Treat your people well, treat your people well, treat your people well, draft well, have some integrity. Here's your five. You want to know why some teams are perennially losing? They've forgotten those key concepts. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. And welcome to the second half kickoff, everybody. RP here. Moose DuPont there. I'm just going through my Facebook right now, which I shouldn't do right now. I just hate it's okay. when people tag me. Well, and yet I tag other people, but you know. The I mean. thing I don't like is like that weird expectation now that like, do I have to share this? <laughs> I don't want to share it. I, yeah. I enjoy it. Exactly. But now I feel obligated. We got a lot of new viewers uh, chiming in today. Joe Hamilton watching down in St. Louis. Hey, Joe. I was on his podcast the other night. He said, should the Golden Knights even have a reverse retro this early in the franchise? Joe, fortunately, you're talking to uh, Johnny, a Golden Knights fan here. Canada's biggest Golden Knights fan. That's me. The Golden Knights, yes, they should have a reverse retro because their jersey honors pro hockey in Vegas going back 50 years. The Las Vegas Thunder, the Las Vegas Wranglers. So the hockey didn't just get dropped in Vegas five years ago with the Golden Knights four seasons ago. It's, that's what they're paying homage to. And by the way, if they could sell a few more jerseys, why not? I've got so many people asking me, how do you feel about those jerseys? For me, it's a, eh. I don't really, I don't really like the gold helmets either. Mm-mm. But that's fine. Not for everybody. Uh, we're just all excited here because... We had an NFL player just come and drop off gear right in the middle of the... It walked in in a break. He was very nice about it. Derek Moncrief of the LA Rams. And I said to Darren, I'm not sure Canadians and particularly people around here in the sweatpants capital understand how big the NFL is. Like the NHL is big. Add a zero or two to the NFL. When you got a guy from the Rams just rolling in. Hey guys, got some gear here for you. <laughs> Roll it out. No big deal. No big deal. Not a big deal. Do you want to put the photo up? Do you, are you uh, got a hand free, Clark, for those that missed it? He's trying to get John Scott on the air, so I understand that. John Scott coming up here shortly with his take on the National Hockey League. The veteran of 286 games and an NHL All-Star. <clears throat> yeah, he can't. Oh, there it is. There's, there's the photo of Derek Moncrete. I, I apologize to the podcast listeners that they can't see it but that's his gear follow Derek Moncrief on Instagram Twitter Facebook and uh, he's got a clothing line this guy's got it going on okay and I really appreciate what he did um John Scott upcoming Jordan let's hit the quick six show topics if you don't mind just to remind our viewers we do have a somewhat of a road map here it's it's a grid road yeah Sometimes you're it's on the one paved. side, sometimes it's you're not, on the other. There's no shoulders on this road. It's a low road. you got to be a rural guy to understand that. And you but. just drive where the grooves are. Exactly. Oh, John's ready. So just hang real quick. Here's what we were talking about today. And the Blue Jays win it. 4-2. They beat the Phillies yesterday. George Springer's debut. He went one for two with a single, but he didn't play in the outfield. He was the DH. And again, I don't understand baseball, but I think if you're paying a guy the richest contract in franchise history, you play the spit out of them. But that's just me. Our Tuesday NHL leftovers uh, from last night's games. I feel like that's so last night. Here's what I'm interested in now. Ron Dugay will be with us next week. And these young guys don't even know who he is. But you're starting to feel guilty that you don't know who Ron Dugay is, right? Oh, yeah. But you know now. Well, I know now. And all the women in the seniors' homes, you're, they all perked up when they heard the name Ron Dugay. He was John Bon Jovi before there was John Bon Jovi. Think John Bon Jovi meets Wayne Gretzky. He's going to be with us next week. He's following us. He's liking everything, and he's on the Rangers broadcast. And I'm going to ask John Scott what he thinks about Ron Dugay. Uh, point three, Leafs Oilers tonight. I'm just wearing this because all the Leafs fans around here. Should be a good one. 
But the Leafs have already won the three-game set. They've won the first two. Uh, point four, Oilers Entertainment Group has applied to welcome fans in April, so we just we hope that it happens. The CFL is watching closely. Point five, Kelowna and Kamloops have been approved by the uh, province of BC as hub centers for a BC division return to play. So now we're going to have all four divisions in the Western Hockey League playing. Praise to God. And point six, uh, a Raptors farm team plays tonight against the Detroit Mist- uh, Pistons because the Raptors are going to be missing Fred Van Vliet, Spicy P, uh, OG Ananobi, all because of COVID uh, breakouts or threats. And Sergio Scariolo will be coaching because Nick Nurse uh, is going to be out too, but Sergio's 1-0 seems to uh, know what he's doing. So let's go to John Scott now, right on time. And as I mentioned earlier, for those that don't know, John, bear with me here. 286 games, Minnesota, Chicago, the Rangers, the Sabres, the Sharks, Coyotes, and Montreal Canadiens, and an all-star, of course. Please tell me you're old enough to remember Ron Duguay. I know Ronnie personally. He's a what great a guy. He's the, he's the only guy who, when you walk into a room, all the women just like, oh, oh, who's that guy? And I'm not even the older ladies, everyone. He's got the teeth, the tan, the hair. He looks like that moose guy, but better looking. <laughs> there you go. It's the hair, right? The women love the hair, but he's it's... better looking than, yeah, for sure. Yeah, John. <laughs> thank you for that. And uh, Duguay will be on next week. And thank we got to educate these kids now, man. That's part of what I feel like I'm doing every day here. John, your Leafs take on the Drop on the Gloves podcast got a lot of reaction, by the way. And kudos. I, are you loving doing that podcast where you can just let it rock with real analysis? You must be. It's fun. I think I think it's a good time. I don't hold back. I think a lot of guys who do podcasts are worried about offending people, but I, I don't honestly care. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, but you're not saying anything too rank, right? Like you're just being yourself. And I just love that you were doing home renos. Remember last spring or was it in the summer? And you stopped and you got your buddy put the camera on you. And it's like, you just got to say this, John. Like it's, this is fun stuff we're doing every day. It is fun, and there's a lot to talk about, which is cool, especially this year. And gosh, especially up there in Canada, it seems like every day something's going on. So it's uh, it's it's great. I enjoy it. I really, really enjoy it. Can I just ask? Last we talked, I think were you in Traverse City, Traverse City, Michigan? Is that where you're at? That's where you're at right now. That's where I'm at now. Still in Traverse City. We just moved during this whole COVID mess. We're on a little uh, little house on a big chunk of land. So. Ever evolving life I have. I got six kids. I don't know the last time we talked how many I had, but yeah, I got six now and life's good. Yeah, good for you. And strong Wi Fi there. So kudos on that too, uh, or a good cell <laughs> connection. Anyways, yeah, you're coming through great. You were in the bathroom with your robe on the last time you were with us, if you remember. It was awesome. But, John. <laughs> I, I want to have a hockey debate with you here on the Leafs. You've said that the Scotia North Division might be a little bit of a mirage and the Leafs are, nobody's challenging them, which Alan May last hour agreed with you on, by the way. But is there any chance that you could play run and gun to win a Stanley Cup? Is there, like, it's kind of 80s Oilers. Is that possible still or no? I think it's possible. If there's a year to do it, it's this year because... The teams that they're going to meet in the playoffs, the Bruins, the Knights, the the Blues, whoever that may be, they haven't played them all year. So maybe they can catch them off guard. They won't be able to adjust, and they can just bang bang out a couple quick wins, and then that's a series. But I don't know. I've always been of the ilk. Defense wins championships. You win a, de- you win a cup with strong down the middle, good defensemen. And I don't think the defense on Toronto is that too hot. I think their goaltending is shaky at times. And like I said on my podcast, I don't think they're getting tested. I think they're just skating through this season. I don't think they've had to face a really strong defensive team. I don't think they will. Who in who in the Canadian division is scary defensively? Nobody. So, I don't know. I, I like the Bruins this year. I like the Blues. I like the Vegas Golden Knights. I like those teams that have faced adversity and do have a, a decent defensive structure around them. Well, you're an Edmonton product. Do you consider Edmonton your hometown? No, 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 no. What do you consider no. your hometown? St. Catharines, Ontario. Okay, That's so I, 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 yeah, I moved there when I was five, so I was raised in St. Catharines. Okay, so my point is, how much blowback did you get from Leafs fans? Because you know how defensive they are. What was the reaction to your comment on your show about that? I hate the Leafs, which is I don't care what the Leafs fans think of me. I've always hated the Leafs ever since I was a, a kid. 
So they don't like me and I don't like them. I, I'm proud of the Leafs. You know, they, they're going to make the Final Four finally in their, in their illustrious career. They have a chance to, you know, make the Stanley Cup Finals. Good for them. But if it's a regular season and they're in their same division, they're not getting out of the first round. So it's just the reality of the situation. They kind of hit this COVID season. They, they have a chance to make a good playoff run. Good for them. I don't, I don't care what the Leafs Nation thinks. They can, um, they can take a hike. Good for you, because I'm like that with the Flames. And uh, it feels uh-huh. kind of dirty to say that, but it's true. So you just say it. But I got a Leaf disciple here. Actually, I'm surrounded by them. What's your take on You must have questions for John Scott on this. Well, I mean, I, I'm really curious to see what it would be like when they, when they play the other divisions. Because, you know, that's our poll question today, right? Is what's the strongest division? But yeah. we, we never will really know if you're not playing those interdivision games. What's that like for the players? Like, how do you prepare for playoffs when you've never seen these teams during the season? Well, it, no one's been in this situation. And I don't think you can prepare because you still have to get a division. And and that's pretty hard in a lot of these divisions. You, you look at the Eastern Division there with Boston and Philly and Pittsburgh and all those great teams. That That's no cakewalk. And then you got the West with um, the Vegas Golden Knights, Colorado, and St. Louis. That's pretty tough. So I don't think they're looking too far ahead. As players, you don't look a week ahead. Like, honestly, you, you ask your wife, hey, where am I going this week? You, you have no foresight at all. Even the coaches, I, I know I've heard a few of them say, like, we, we have no idea what's going on in the other divisions. We're playing so many games back-to-back, three and five. So I think they'll cross that bridge when they get to it. And uh, that might be good for the Leafs just because nobody's scouting them. But I don't know. I, I hope they win. It's good for hockey if they win. I just don't see it. No, I know. Well, and the thing is, as you know how the players think, because you were one, and the coaches, we can only beat who's on the schedule. Like, they have the number one record in the NHL, and you're saying they're not being challenged. I get that. And, you know, they're not going to be able to dial it up in the playoffs. I, I get what you're saying there. You can't just flip a switch. Nobody can. Do you think when you, when you need to? Like, you need to have the pedal to the metal all year, especially in a 56-game season. You, I, I think you can flip the switch, and you can amp up the intensity. But if you've been playing 56 games at a certain level and a certain ease of play, I think it's a little harder to flip that switch to kind of finally go from, I have all this room. If I'm Austin Matthews, I have so much time and space every single game. And then all of a sudden I got Patrice Bergeron in my pocket every single game. That's a little different than how I've been playing for the last four months. So it, it's going to be a lot harder for Toronto. I don't see them getting past that because all these other teams, they are good offensive teams as well. And they've been working on their defense and their positioning and their just everything for 56 games. And Toronto is literally coasting through the regular season. They they have no challenges in this division. I thought yeah. Vancouver was going to be good. I thought Edmonton was going to give them a, you know, a tough time. Winnipeg is slowly starting to get their game together, but there's nobody who scares them in that division. We actually, or I thought it would be the Oilers, like this set, and they haven't even scored a goal on the Leafs, right? So you know what? This is what I'm saying. The Leafs better win a Stanley Cup because they're proving that they're so great. So on coaches, players, let's see. I got a question for you, John. Like Dave Tippett's a friend of mine. That's why I'm quasi-Oiler fan, the whole Tippett family. And I remember watching you skate at the Ice Den with the Coyotes on a practice day. That was the year that you were an All-Star, now that I think about it. Yes. And yeah. Yep. So of all the cities you played, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Chicago, New York, Buffalo, San Jose, Arizona, and Montreal again, what was your favorite city? I'm sure you get it all the time. But to live in, you know, be a part of the team, what was your favorite city? My fit, gosh, I hit Chicago right at the sweet spot when they had just won the cup. And all the other teams were garbage. The Bears were non-existent. The Cubs stunk. And the Bulls were, like, terrible. So we could literally go anywhere. People were, like, jumping over tables to buy our dinner. So that was pretty cool. (laughs) But the overall experience, I think San Jose was awesome. We could go to the beach one day. You can go to the desert another day. You can go to the mountains the other day. And I had never been that far out west. And it was just, it was nice. It was nice to get up in the morning in January and throw on a pair of shorts and then go swimming in February outside in your pool. So... It was, it was really, really great. And then Arizona was the same thing. But I lived like in an old folks' home, kind of one of those um, <laughs> snowbirds communities. 
Yeah. So I, I didn't get the sexy, sexy uh, Arizona vibe that all everybody else gets. I, I hung out with Merv at the, at the hot tub every day, so I didn't get the same experience as everybody else does in Merv, Arizona. Merv, here goes your hair. No, I know, and yeah. it's you know, and, and the amazing thing is, I can't. It's only eleven games. I'm glad I caught you when I did because I thought it was longer. And I was down there. We were hosting. I don't know if you remember that Riderville party, the Rough Riders party. We had all the Rider fans there. You were playing. You probably Max Domi was paying attention because he talked about it. But uh, I remember going to Scott stuff for the first time, and I'm going, "Where's the action?" Like it's so quiet. <laughs> you know, there's like was nothing going well, on. Well, you you can find some you can find some action down there. Like I'm I'm sure Max, you found some action in those young kids. They had fun. There's there's Arizona State there. All the there's trust me they 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 find their fun. <laughs> trust me, I know. But I had to leave Scottsdale to find it. I said to the driver, I had a driver, John. It was the owner's driver of the Coyotes, and I said, "Where's the of action?" Course You've heard this. Did. You, of course, she yeah, did. You've heard this story, right? Yeah. And I said to the driver, he didn't freeze. Do we still have John? No. <laughs> you yeah you come yeah you froze there, John. And I said to the driver, he says, "Where's some action around here?" And the driver turned to me and he goes, "Whatever you need. What you looking for?" I'm like, I'm not looking for anything sick or crazy. You know, uh, <clears throat> I just want to stop there. But he took me to a place called the Blue Martini, John, and it was, uh, it was a good spot. Hey, real quickly, what is the toughest division in the NHL right now, if you had a vote in our poll? Oh, he's completely gone. No, right when the story was getting good. No, we got to go. We got to break. Or do we? They're trying to bring him back. Well, he says he says we got a couple minutes. The All story right. was great, but I'll oh, never yeah. for driving around. Can you take me somewhere? What did I say? Somewhere with some action? I'll never forget him looking. Oh yeah, whatever you need. What you looking for? But once you reach a certain just age, just a little career, action, man. You get in your thirties, maybe in your career, maybe your mid thirties. You can't go to Arizona State anymore. Yeah, that's that's kind of frowned upon. Yeah, okay, they say we got him. Yeah. So, anyways, John, let's bring it back. Tempe's like an hour away. Like you had, for where I was, you had to drive to find a little, and I was just saying to the, just a little, you know, just something a little oh, with a heartbeat. No. I'm glad that you never found that spot. You would have looked ridiculous in that. <laughs> no, no. You go to a nice casual bar rod, like, let's stay in your lane here. Come on. At that <laughs> point in my life, I wasn't looking for something casual. Yeah, so anyways, oh boy. yeah, lastly, lastly, who is the toughest division in the NHL? Uh, Bar poll, the voters are saying Scotia North Division, second place, Mass, Mutual East Division. What are you voting for? You got a bunch of homers voting for the North Division, obviously. It's it's the Eastern Mass Mutual, I think top to bottom, that's, that's the toughest division. I think that the division with the best teams is that Western division? I don't know the names they gave him, but with Colorado, <laughs> Vegas, and St. Louis, I think those are the best teams. But uh, the best overall is that Eastern division. I like uh, I liked all those teams, except for my poor Sabres. Oh, my gosh. They just oh. can't catch a break. They I know. And, uh, <laughs> by the again, I keep referring to Alamay, but last hour he said the softest team in the NHL, the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, unbelievable. Well, I Now that I have you, last one, because I don't know when we're going to talk again. If, if you were to go into the Hockey Hall of Fame, what hat would you be wearing, John? That's always a fun question. I would think it's a Sabres hat, but maybe I'm wrong. What would it be? Oh, my. I, I'd probably honestly pick Minnesota. That was my first team. I, I feel like they gave me the break to jump into the league. And I don't know, Minnesota and then maybe second would be the Sabres. Those two. All right. Hey, we covered a lot of ground, and the viewers all want to ask about you falling through the pond playing hockey. We don't have time here, but next time, can you tell us that story? It was death-defying, Rod, of course. <laughs> okay. Glad that you made it. You're still with us, man. There's a reason for it. John Scott, thanks. Keep it up. See you, guys. All right. NHL veteran, all-star John Scott from the Drop in the Gloves podcast. I started to sweat thinking about that Scottsdale story for a second. I'm like, what can I say here? <laughs> I'm not sure I got it right. Anyways, Dustin Nielsen coming up. It's the RP Show you're watching on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live. And 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
Support for The Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because (laughs) I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. (sighs) Don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming. And your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also (laughs) comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So I used to get those nicky things. You must have too. (laughs) Nick yourself and you're bleeding. Doesn't happen. Because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So, what more do you want to know? When you, when you use the Lawnmower 3.0, you use the anti shaving cream, you leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We are just having a fantastic day. We're a little behind uh, schedule, so we're going to jump right into Dustin Nielsen, TSN 1260 Edmonton, joining us. We went a little long with John Scott. We had NFL players in here dropping gear off. It's been a great day, Dustin. Have you been having a great day in Edmonton? How's things up there with you? Oh, you know, we had a pretty good show today. Um, I won a game on the Tecmo Super Bowl machine. So uh, all in all, Rod, it's been a great start. And what, it's not even noon yet. So I'm having a pretty good day. You're going to be ready for a nap right away, Dusty. Listen, I'm wearing this in honor of you. And also because our other two guests, uh, John Scott and Alame, are both Edmonton products. Uh, but a big night tonight. And I want to get your analysis on this, if you don't mind. You saw John Scott saying that the Leafs have not been challenged. They're romping through the Scotia North Division, and they're, once the playoffs hit, they're going to die fast. <clears throat> I thought the Oilers were going to give them a bigger test than they have. I assume you thought so, too. Definitely. I definitely thought with the way the Oilers had been playing, I thought that this would at least be a rather competitive three-game set. And we'll see what happens tonight. But, uh, yeah, they'd won 11-13 going in. And they even in the two games they lost, I think one was to Winnipeg and one to was to Vancouver, I liked the way they played. I thought they actually pushed the pace. Uh, you know, even in that first game against Toronto, when they fell behind, I thought they were still going. I didn't think they really gave up. So I, I liked the spot they were in. Um, and, you know, I think because of that, the fan base here has given them a little bit of extra leash after losing these to the issue is how they lost them and to, to be shut out by the opposing team's second string and third string goaltenders when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl is just unheard of I mean nobody saw that coming but you know give credit where credit is due I think Toronto's played two very tight defensive games over the last two and we'll see uh, if Dave Tippett here tonight and see if they can take advantage of it uh, Jason and Red Deer's watching, and he says Austin Matthews and Freddie Anderson both confirmed to play tonight. And when we look into that, they're confirmed on the lineup. We're not confirmed that Freddie Anderson's going to start, but it would not look good on the orders if they played, if Toronto played three different goalies and won three <laughs> games. That wouldn't be good, would it, Dusty? Right. We already talked about this jokingly. We said that, uh, you know, the Leafs might bring in Freddie Anderson and maybe he'll get a shutout too. And that would have to be the first time in NHL history a team has shut out an op- opponent three straight games with three different goaltenders. So, uh, you know, I would think some offense is coming tonight. We saw Dave Tippett, if we're talking about the Lions for tonight, um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is back with Leon Dreisaitl and Kyler Yamamoto for essentially the first time in a year. They didn't go to them in the play-in until the final seven minutes actually looked good. For some reason, Dave Tippett has wanted to stay away from this even though last year when they were together I think they played 23 games together they had 28 five on five goals for and eight goals against like they were absolutely dominant five on five went together last year so it took back-to-back shutouts at the hands of the Leafs to get the job done but uh, Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl and Yamamoto finally reunited for the game tonight. 
okay, I have my own questions, but the viewers do because we got a lot of Oilers <laughs> fans here, Dustin. You and I have talked about that before. So I'm going to turn it over to the viewers a little bit here. Darren Bradley's watching on Facebook. He says, is Staylock going to replace Koskinen's $4.5 million salary? This is the goalie the uh, Oilers claimed off waivers the other day. Is where where What are the plans for Staylock? Well, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he's got to get through quarantine, but you know, I've said a couple of times since they picked him up here that I don't think he would come in and, and do any worse than than what Koskinen has done so far. The thing with Koskinen, though, is that you know, he does have a partial no trade, not that anybody's really going to be lining up to get their hands on him. So you could see a situation here where they have three goaltenders, and I know that's not ideal, but... Uh, Mike Smith's been terrific so far. So if Mike Smith can continue that, you know, I think he'll continue to get the majority of the run. Uh, but I think Staylock can come in here and if given an opportunity, like let's say Mike Smith gets hurt. I don't think it's crazy to think that Alex Staylock can come in, play well, and end up being a one-two punch with uh, with Mike Smith down the stretch. So, you know, Koskinen was not good last game. I mean, depending on who you talk to, I see some folks in Toronto who've been labeling it as a sweet backhand snipe by Nylander. But let's be honest, Koskinen <laughs> has to stop that shot. Uh, but the two games prior to that, he made 40 saves in each of them and picked up wins. So uh, they needed some goaltending depth because they've been trying to rotate other guys through in that three spot. Skinner was there. They claimed Grosnick for a little bit. So I don't think goaltending depth will hurt, but I also think Stalock could end up factoring in here at some point this season. Dustin, growing up in Cranny, were yeah. you a goalie? Uh, yeah, I played goal for six years. Yeah, you strike me as a goalie. I was one. I was one too. By the way, it's a compliment. And I'm just thinking. I look at Mark Andre Fleury, and they're talking about him. He's taking the ball and running it with it with Lenora. And look at his numbers: nine forty-one save percentage, sub three point oh GAA. It's unbelievable at age thirty-six. Is that too high of a standard to hold Jacob Markstrom to and the Oilers goalies and everybody else? Like. Why is it so hard in Edmonton to get somebody to play consistent? Because it's just, I gave up on Mike Smith and Koskinen last year. I was defending them all year, and it's to a point where they're so inconsistent, you can't. Like, how do you go into the playoffs not knowing what you're going to have on a nightly basis? That's tough. I think that's probably what will end up happening. I know I was listening coming home from our station today and they were talking about on Low Tide Show talking about, you know, can they trade for a goalie? Can they trade for a goalie? And I just, I'm sure Ken Holland would like to. We know Holland was in on Markstrom and he gave him a pretty good contract offer. Ken Holland understands that they need an upgrade in net and I think I think the most reasonable way to go about it or what we should expect is the Oilers to address this in free agency because they're going to have more cap space than they've had over the last few years. So that would be one thing that I would look at. I mean, for the Oilers, I think best case scenario is that if you're going to have successful goaltending in the postseason, it's probably going to have to be Mike Smith getting on a heater. And I mean, we've seen Mike Smith for stages of his career go on incredible runs. Is it crazy to think he can do that when he's 38? Probably. But at the same time, he started the season extremely well and his numbers have been through the roof, albeit in a limited sample size. But we're talking what six, seven games now for Mike Smith. So I'm sure. And I, I mean, I'm kind of like you. I mean, last year I, I was pretty pro Mike Smith. And then they put him in, in the game one of the bubble and it kind of backfired this year. I said, I was going to try to say less negative things about Miko Koskinen. Cause I've been pretty hard on him since they gave him that ridiculous contract and he's not helping me out a lot of nights, which is really <laughs> frustrating me. So we'll see if they can get it sorted out, but I don't, I don't think there's a goalie being, you know, choppered in here to help things. No, there's none available. I know what your the trade deadlines coming up and they'll be looking at that, but I just think coaches, at all levels, don't really know how to handle their goalies unless they were one. And, like, for instance, the Flames, I said to Kelly Rudy, do they ever consult you on anything to do with goaltending? And Kelly's like, mm, no. And I'm like, well, why would they? He's only Kelly Rudy. You know, it's like, well, we got it. You know, but you would think, hey, Roots, what do you think about this? But they never, they never do. How's the view of the Flames look from north on Highway 2? It was... It was pretty pleasant for most people up here prior to being shut out in back-to-back games by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, we had Craig Button on my show on Tuesday, and he was the one who, I didn't even bring it up, he kind of brought it up that, you know, if Calgary doesn't really get sorted out here, you know, Ward could be in a little bit of trouble. And you know, a healthy Markstrom, you know, con- consistently moving forward, I think changes a lot of that. Maybe he has to put on a Haruti bandana or something too. That'd be <laughs> cool. Take it to the next level. But Cal- Calgary's, I, I, I think they're better 
than they have been, especially as of late. Like, Kachuk's a really good player. Johnny Gaudreau's extremely skilled. Monaghan still has a ton of game left in him. Maybe they just don't have the supporting cast to get it done um, offensively. I mean, if you look at what's happening in this North Division, and I thought this would probably be the way, which is why I had Winnipeg, Edmonton, and, and Toronto as my top three teams in the North, and that's because they have elite, elite offensive talent. I mean, it's Matthews, it's Marner, it's Tavares, it's Leon and McDavid, and if you want to put Ryan Nugent Hopkins in that mix, and then Winnipeg, I mean, the list goes on and on. You got Wheeler, you got Shively, you got Connor, you got Ehlers, you got Dubois. So these are the teams that are emerging because these are the teams that have the elite top-end talent in a division where... Goaltending is questionable in some spots here in Edmonton, in Vancouver. I mean, Ottawa, Montreal, the way Carey Price has been playing, that hasn't been great either, really. Uh, and then a bunch of blue lines that are, you know, some of them are pretty good, but nothing's really great. So I think having those top-end guys is really what's going to separate the top part of the division compared to the lower part of the division. Oh, for sure. Uh, Wayne and Victoria's watching. He says, man, the analysis is great with Dustin and Rod. Goaltending is so important in the playoffs. <laughs> the goalie can steal a game or two if you have the right guy. Uh, from Ricardo, he's a Ticats fan. He says, Dwayne Rolison had a great run as a vet for Tampa in 2011. So it's not completely out of the question. What? To bring Rolison back? They might have to. <laughs> um... Chris Chris Bird is watching in Toronto, and he says, Ben Steiner, he's a youth sports reporter, reports Mike Babcock is meeting with the Montreal Canadiens today. The two sides have been talking since last week. About what? what? Th- yeah, pardon me? <laughs> pardon about me? what? What about are they talking coaching? about? About head coach. Benny DM'd me that tweet, by the way. He just reported that Mike Babcock's meeting with the Canadians today, obviously about the head coaching job. Honestly, I thought it was a loon, a long shot when I put in our poll last week, could Babcock coach the Habs? What was your take on the fallout last week? I was blown away by the anti-Babcock um, sentiment out there in hockey. Dustin, maybe I... I, I, wasn't, I wasn't too surprised by it. Like, when you see how it ended in Toronto and, and where we're at today with how you handle players and obviously what went on there. With, with that being said, you know, I think he's going through the right steps here with, with the U of S. I think that's a great landing spot for him for a little while. Um, I think it's good for that program. I, th- I think in the end, you know, maybe he just needed a little bit of a, a wake up call. Maybe he doesn't see it that way or not um, because for the longest time, I mean, depending on who you talk to, we know there are certain people who don't like him. But, you know, in the in the hockey circles, from a media perspective, a lot of people, you know, you look at the job that Mike Babcock had done and, you know, he had the Stanley Cup. It was a while ago and had a chance to be part of these really good team Canada's. This Montreal news, Babcock doesn't speak French, does he? Am I missing something here? He, he doesn't speak French, does he? There's 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 no, no. way. I mean, he's no. not, you're not getting that job unless you speak French. There's no way Montreal would do that. You would... Uh think that that's long been the policy but as somebody pointed me out uh, pointed out to me the Alouettes head coach doesn't speak French nor does uh what the former impact yeah. whatever they've changed the the team to that might be a misnomer that you have to speak French how do you spell win in French w-i-n victoire <laughs> <laughs> if you win a Stanley Cup who, what's more important here winning a Stanley Cup or speaking French the other hasn't worked too well since 1993 I agree with you, Rod. I like. I agree. We were saying it, um, you know, when they made that coaching change last week. I mean, there's a lot of good coaches out there that um, that that don't speak French, and uh, you can get a translator. I mean, you there are ways you can make it work, and I agree with you on that. But I just don't think the organization would do it. I would be I'd be pretty stunned because the French speaking media there would absolutely tear them apart. And I don't know if they need that. Yeah, Gagne is French for win, by the way, Dave Gagne. <laughs> Uh, there you go. Uh, Jason, again, in red here, says, Freddie is confirmed as the starter per Mark Masters of TSN. Can I lob this one last one at you, Dusty? Because I know you're a busy yeah. guy. My Scotia North uh, Division all-star team is McDavid at center, Besser on the right wing, uh, Matthews, Austin Matthews on left wing. The defense is Shea Weber and uh, who else did I say? Morgan Riley and starting in goal, Connor Hellebuck. Alan May played this game in hour one and his Mass Mutual East Division starting is Nick Backstrom at center, Pasternak and Panarin, Panarin on the wings, Chara and Carlson on D, Varlamov in goal. Who would be your Scotia North Division starting six in the virtual fictional all-star <sighs> game? You and I love Sims so much. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, I would, I mean, Connor McDavid obviously is there. I guess we have to go winger on each side. Is that what we're looking at? Because if we Ideally. didn't, I'd throw Dreisaitl in there. He's, yeah, so uh, I would go, yeah, I would go Marner, Matthews, McDavid. Mind you, Matt, yeah, yeah, that's probably what I would do up front if we're not going to put Dreisaitl in as the center. Yeah. And then I would honestly give Darnell Nurse some love on the back end. I think Nurse has been absolutely terrific. I'd probably go something like, Maybe I get crazy and go nurse and Petrie. Like Jeff Petrie's having a phenomenal season as well. And then between the pipes, I'd still go with Connor Hellebuck. I think Hellebuck's just a phenomenal goalie in Winnipeg and really gives them an advantage, I think, especially over the Oilers and the Canucks. And well, we'll see what happens with the Flames and Markstrom. But yeah, that's what I would lay out. I think that's a fun little task, though. I like that. A lot of fun. You could spend a lot of time going by division. Uh, through that. And by the way, the reason he put Panarin on left wing is he, I said, you can't put Crosby to left wing. He's like, okay. So he went with Artemi Panarin, who isn't even playing right now. But Dustin, uh, keep it up. Enjoy the game tonight. We're following everything you do and loving it. I appreciate the time today. Yeah, thanks for having me, boys. Have a good rest of your show. TSN 1260 Edmonton's Dustin Nielsen. We got a sports update coming up. More on Babcock to Montreal. It's not happening, but it's a rumor. He's meeting with the Habs today. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk live now at rodpeterson.com slash listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Would you mind, Clark, calling up the uh, Moncrief photo for a second? I think, remember this, everybody, episode number 434 of the RP Show on this Wednesday, March 3rd, and the year of our Lord, 2021, will go down as the perfect show. And Lord, don't strike me down. Touch wood. But look, we got NFL players dropping by, dropping off gear, dropping off signed photos. I understand his Rams photo was went to you, Clark. We got to switch that. But our interviews have been great with John Scott, Alan May, and Dustin Nielsen. Been a lot of love going on and circulated around here. This is like the perfect show. It's not like we've had like we've had bad shows, but just feels good. Good vibes going on in here today. To the just before a sports update from the uh, comment wall here. Jason Bicek and Red Deer says, hey, Rod, how about an NHL all-star sim game? I'm down. How about you guys? We got nothing else to do. Oh, wait a minute. We got dub to do. But somebody can run an NHL all-star sim. But let's vote on those teams. You could spend a lot of time doing that. It's fun. James in Borden, Manitoba says, just wait till Shifley and Dubois are both playing at their top level. Shifley always plays out of his mind in the playoffs. And last year, Dubois did the same thing. If we could get them both firing at the same time, look out. Well, Matthew Kachuk said otherwise last year. Roxanne from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions says, great show. Yeah, we got to send a Rockstar hat to John Scott, I think. He was the best. Jennifer Illingworth The Oilers fan writes in, she says, the only bad show is the ones I miss. We're introducing Ron Dugay to the under 30 crowd today. That's the other thing, by the way. I can't believe these guys, these young guys that work here, didn't even know who Ron Dugay was. That happened today, Clark. Let's not forget. Ron Dugay's become a thing again. He thinks it's hilarious that we said all the ladies in the senior homes just perked up when they heard the name Ron Dugay. He was... There it is. John Bon Jovi before there was John Bon Jovi, okay? Look at that guy. Look at that hair. God, I admire him. That's cool. By the way, Benny Stein, who was reporting that uh, Mike Babcock's meeting with the Montreal Canadiens today, Benny has written me and said, please make sure that puck authority won. The puck authority were the ones that broke the news, not Benny. He wants you to know that. And Chris Bird in Toronto says, if an Anglophone coach helps them win a Stanley Cup, who cares? 
You got it, Chris. That's what we're all saying. Um, but the, 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 it's long been a rule of thumb, an unwritten rule in Montreal, that if you coach the Canadiens, you have to speak French, or both languages, at the very least. And maybe they're moving away from that rule. I mean, that kind of does handcuff you a little bit, does it not? Kyle Hall, who I'm forever indebted to, from the Broadway Hat podcast in New York, writes in. He says, awesome show today, Rod. Big fan of John Scott. And Dugay is awesome. He will be on my podcast next week. One guy good enough to come on after you. Thank you, Kyle. I was on his podcast that dropped yesterday. And I, I, I'm indebted to this guy, Kyle, in New York because going on his show has been like rocket fuel for this show. Just Yeah. It's been great. I love it. A lot of good vibes going around. Dylan McDonald says, I'm 25 and know who Ron Dugay is. My dad is 60, so I know all the good music and shows and hockey slash baseball stars. Yeah, well, get your dad in here to teach these guys. Clark's dad's watching Rod Monroe. He says, Dugay had a great flow. You want to tell Clark that, Rod? These guys were like, Ron Dugway is following us? It's Ron Dugay. Sports update. A greatly reduced Raptors team will host the Detroit Pistons tonight in Toronto's Tampa home of Tampa, Florida. Starters Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, and OG Ananobi are out as part of the NBA's health and safety protocols, as are Patrick McCaw and Malachi Flynn. Head coach Nick Nurse will also miss the game with assistant Sergio Scariello taking on the coaching duties. Sergio 1-0, by the way. As coach of the Raps, Oilers forward Alex Chason will miss tonight's game against the Maple Leafs after being suspended for one game by the NHL for cross-checking Toronto forward Jimmy VC on Monday. I'm saying it's not for cross-checking. It's for being stupid. Why would you do that when the game's over? It's not, it wasn't even at the end of the game. It was well after the end of the game. Dumb. A lot of times they're not even calling that a penalty, and now he gets suspended for a game, and I agree with it. Uh, by the way, viewer Corey Mark has, says, do I want to bet lunch on the game tonight? Sure. He says, go Leafs, go. Yes, I'll, pu- I'll go down that road. I'll bet on the orders tonight. He sent us some stars. <laughs> Thank you. Facebook star. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bet you, but I'm not confident, okay? Oh, yeah, the schedule's out in the Western Hockey League. East Division. Robin and Prince Albert writes, your Connor Bedard takes on the reigning defending WHL champs, the PA Raiders, 8 p.m. March 12th. So excited. Friday, March 12th on WHL Live and Access Now Television. Pats and Raiders. What are we calling them? The Holy Child? Wonder Boy? Whatever. It's going to be awesome. Uh, By the way, speaking of major junior hockey, get this one, guys. Matthew Bézier scored twice in the first period, and Evgeny Kashnikov added a goal and an assist as the Gatineau Olympique doubled up on the Rouen-Noranda Huskies 4-2 on Tuesday in Quebec Major Junior Hockey League play in the Gatineau bubble. Meanwhile, Jordan Spence scored his second goal of the game in overtime, and William Blackburn made 26 saves as league-leading Valdor edged Drummondville 3-2 to extend its win streak to 10 games. In the Chicoutimi bubble... Hendrik Lapierre had a goal and two assists, and the Sagadine had seven different skaters find the back of the net to top Bay Camo 7-2. And Bay Camo's now on a three-game slide. And Vasily Ponomarov capped the comeback with a goal 37 seconds into the extra period. And Shawinigan erased deficits of 4-0 and 5-2 to beat Quebec for its third win in a row, the Rampart. And the Blue Jays continue Grapefruit League play today with a game against the Yankees in Tampa. Toronto has two wins and a tie so far in spring training action. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show, order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Moose DuPont is back for the overtime segment. It's next. You're watching 
the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and uh, Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com slash listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And we got Moose here do, uh, as well. He's done clipping his toenails. I got a shout-out from uh, from uh, Ron John, Dugay? John Scott. Oh. But it wasn't a good shout-out. What was it about? Ron Dugay. He's like, you got a Moose, but <laughs> Dugay's better hair, better teeth, better tan. Yes, yeah, sorry I'm like, about okay. that. That was a, what you call a backhanded compliment. It was a backhanded compliment. Uh, we have so many interviews today, we haven't had time to get to the curling report yet, so I'm going to do that right now. Our record prize purse has produced an elite field for the 2021 Home Hardware Canadian Mixed Doubles Curling Championship. 35 teams will play for their share of the $150,000 that will be on the line from March 18th to the 25th at Windsport Arena at Canada Olympic Park in Calgary with the winning team collecting $50,000. The teams have been split into five round-robin pools, and the top five seeds in the event are the top listed teams in each pool. Here are some notes. Danielle Schmeeman is replacing Rachel Homan as John Morris's partner. Kyler Kleibrink is replacing Braden Stewart as Chaylin Kitts's partner. And Team Hawes Tardy is replacing Team Katie Cottrell, Sean Cottrell, who declined their birth. In what has been an unprecedented season for all sports, the qualifying process employed by Curling Canada for the 2021 Home Hardware Canadian Mixed Doubles Championship has drawn praise from Own the Podium, a funding partner of Curling Canada. Curling Report sponsored by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and organize their operations across every field. Try Verge's Precision Farm Tech software for free today at vergeag.com. <laughs> James and Borden, Manitoba. Man, the show is over already? Basically. I know. We got some time left. We got about four minutes. Over to you. What a day. Over to you, Moose. Yeah, great day. I mean, it's, it's been fun. Um, we talk about the game, you know, the hockey show being so hot, right? We don't have to talk football every day. Ends up being a great hockey show, teeing up the game tonight. I'm really curious. I know we had Dustin on, and you guys are a little... Not very confident in that crease. In, in now, Ed, in why would we be? I know. And as Leaf fans, I know Clark last game and, you know, whiffed on McDavid, saying McDavid's going to just embarrass the Leafs in game two. You're just kind of <laughs> waiting for it to happen, though, right? You're waiting for it to happen. You're just being nice. But that's also... Ah, no, but that's also the damage of, of a hockey fan when your team hasn't won in a while. And Oilers fans do that, too. Right, you know, with not uh, a lot of recent success, where you kind of say, "Yeah, okay, we're really fortunate to have two wins, but it's going to happen now." We're just you're just waiting for it to all blow up in your face because there's just so much history of it happening. On the football thing, and we got a lot of people, um, <clears throat> we got a lot of football people watching right now. For lack of anything else going on, you were just showing me some analytics today that last Friday's show was our most downloaded of the week for the podcast which is the highest numbers we've ever had. And you said, well, the most podcast downloads happened on Friday. They might not necessarily be Friday's show, but it's just fun to look at the data, the analytics, because it doesn't really change what we do, but it does give you a little idea of what people like and where to go, right? Absolutely, it does. And you see when it's, there's spikes and when there's dips. And, <laughs> you know, I think in this business, you don't really want... I mean, you'd love to be redlining the whole time, right? And having peak numbers every day, but... You get worn out that way. The ups and downs, you know, I think is what makes the show great, but also that's what you can expect in business, good days and bad days. Jennifer Illingworth says, tonight is a must-win for Edmonton. I caution you in using that term, and you don't need to listen to me, but Danny Barrett, good friend of mine, currently the running backs coach for the Houston Texans, says it's not must-win until you're facing... Elimination if you lose. So it's not it's not must win. The orders are now number three in Canada. Winnipeg's bumped up to number two. So I get it. I meant to ask Dustin, are they in playoff mode now, the orders? Where are they? It's like are you in lockdown looking over your shoulder or are you chasing the taillights? Or are you just worried about today, which is probably what they should be worried about is just tonight's game. 
But you know what I'm saying. I do. Where are you in this whole thing? And Ryan McCarthy is watching in Albany, New York, and he says, guys, has anyone volunteered or been voluntold to be branded at DuPont Media? We've got one viewer that has volunteered to step up and take the brand (laughs) of DuPont Media. When's the brand going to be finished, by the way? Um, I'll check in soon. Um, It's it's being, uh, what do you call that? Built. Uh, Built. Manufactured. (laughs) It's being... uh, Melded. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's coming next couple of weeks, I can imagine. Did I scold you yesterday? Uh, and like you're very timid now about branding people. Well, I look at. I want people to know that I think branding people is like a step below slavery. Like I think it's bad. I don't. Want, I'm not going to brand people now. If you want to be branded, that's different because people get branded. Like they would get a tattoo. I know that's a thing. So I'm not like, if you want to be branded, I'm okay with that. But I'm not going to say... Force them to be. I'm not going to force that. No, of course not. I think that's really wrong. And I think people need to know that I believe in my heart that it's wrong to force people to be branded. It's for fun. Just clarifying that. It's a bit. I went home yesterday and somebody said to me, or I was thinking about somebody calling me a Karen because I was offended about being branded. What's What's offensive... What's being a Karen? Because I don't want to be branded. Yeah. Tomorrow, the Slapshot Sweethearts, Megan and Shannon, and another sweetheart, Rich Sutter. Thanks to a full crew today. We'll see you tomorrow. McFly, hello. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc